song. Is that short enough for you, dickheads? All right, everybody. It is the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, episode 334. And I'm by myself again. It's me, Troy. You know, from the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. And we do a little thing here called... The Perfect Ten! A ten! A ten! A fucking ten! All right, so top of the order of this one, Apollo loses his last name. So suddenly Apollo is now just Apollo. Um, So that's going to be really hard to google him considering that there is a more famous apollo so thanks wwe uh reports came out that this was because of the fact that apollo cruz shares the last name with the piece of shit that shot up the school down in florida um now of course wwe is you know trying to stay very quiet on it um but those that might not be the case but it, it seems like it's probably the case um so here's hoping that uh you know Somebody with the last name of Cena does something bad, so you can just be John from now on. Uh, speaking of assholes, Jeff Jarrett has entered, or will enter, the WWE Hall of Fame uh, in a completely fucking shocking surprise move. Known piece of shit, Jeff Jarrett, somehow got on good enough terms with the WWE for them to put him in the Hall of Fame. Now, I, for one, have never been a big Jeff Jarrett fan. Uh, you know, his whole slap nut shit was kind of dumb. Uh, he stole his guitar smashing gimmick from other people. And he created an entire wrestling company to try to prove to everybody he was a main eventer. Now, his accolades in WCW, as well as his time in WWE, definitely make him Hall of Fame worthy, I feel. You know, he's a four-time world champion. He's an intercontinental champion, United States champion, I think. Uh, but it's it's odd to see that somehow he managed to to wiggle his way into the Hall of Fame here, considering that he's pretty well hated backstage, or at least we thought he was very well hated backstage. But I guess that's not really the case anymore, because the guy that has continually gone up against WWE, the guy who's bad about WWE, who, who has a long-standing kind of feud with Vince McMahon somehow buried the the hatchet and is entering the Hall of Fame. So Jeff Jarrett still able. Ooh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rip cord out of that statement. I thought I was gonna say he's still able to wrestle. He's not really really able to wrestle anymore. Uh, but who knows? Maybe you know. Maybe we'll see him see him actually do something with WWE. Otherwise, this is just you know for them to put him in the Hall of Fame. I guess I I don't know. I'm not. It's 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 weird. But anyway. If you can't tell, I'm trying to get through this show really quickly because, you know, these these solo shows are always diffi- kind of difficult because I, people don't like my NXT Revisited show all that much anyways, and it's just me fucking talking to a computer screen, so I'm doing the same exact thing here. But anyway, so let's start things off with um, the main the main segment on Bra was the gauntlet match. That featured every competitor that's going to be in the Elimination Chamber. And we get to see Seth Rollins wrestle for an hour and five minutes, which of course was five minutes more than the previous record set uh, for a Raw televised match, which was an Iron Man match. And not only did he wrestle for an hour and five minutes, but the entire time he was wrestling, 
it was compelling. Um, he took on the likes of Roman Reigns, John Cena, eliminating both of those guys uh, before finally getting eliminated by Elias. And again, he got to remind everybody how, how great of a wrestler he is. And he really hasn't been able to to showcase a lot of his abilities. And this this reminded me of the Seth Rollins of old that we've seen before. And the fact that he not only did a great job, but also made it just incredibly captivating the entire time really speaks volumes of not only his abilities, um, but also the, the, the fact that the company has enough, um, uh, they, they have enough wherewithal to understand that this guy can go and they put enough trust into him to let him go. So yeah, uh, the gauntlet match then, you know, saw Elias eventually get, um, get beaten by, was it Balor? I think it was Balor. Um, and then Balor to face off against the Miz. Miz wound up winning it. And then the Miz faced off against Braun Strowman, who obliterated him. And of course, it ended with him, you know, taking out the entire Miz Tarash as well. So, um, obviously, we, I, I, and spoiler alert for the future year, I think we know how this is going to go for the Elimination Chamber, and, and I'll get to it when we get to it. Um, but another way to kind of keep Braun strong, but also to keep, you know, Seth strong too, because. You know, he lasted an hour and five minutes, and his loss to Elias, you know, it, it, it was good for Elias, but also it was just like, well, yeah, because the guy's already beaten two other fucking world world heavyweight champions, you know. So it was nice to for for them to this this match did a lot of good for a lot of different people in this. Um, the only other thing from Raw that I can really you know, kind of bring up was we had Nia Jax, uh, beat the nipples out of Asuka's top. Um, you know, Asuka and Nia Jax, obviously, you know, set for an elimination chamber match. Nia standing strong here, uh, whoops the shit out of Asuka, drops her fat ass all over Asuka's face, um, before kind of standing strong and showing everyone that I'm definitely losing this Sunday. Um, it, it, it was what it was. You know, they were able to still keep Asuka strong by having it start off as a cheap shot and then just kind of go from there uh, while also presenting Naya as a legit threat. Um, I'm going to obviously talk about this in a little bit here when, when I get to Elimination Chamber uh, predictions, which Jason did provide me with his, so I will bring his into the fold as well. Uh, the rest of Raw, we have a little bit of a tag team situation going on where uh, Hepatitis O'Neill and Apollo No Last Name Given were able to pick up a win against the Bar, and it looks like those those teams might be headed to a pre-show match, um, or possibly a main roster match. Who knows? There is only four matches that have been announced as of right now. Uh, there's a five segments because the Ronda Rousey one counts as a segment as well. Uh, but yeah, four matches and a contract signing doesn't exactly make me want to go out and buy the WWE network, but I've already got it. So I'm stuck with it. Uh, other than that, over on SmackDown, uh, we had a little bit of an issue with the tag team division where raw, we, we kind of know what's going on there where, you know, we've got the bar hepatitis O'Neill and Apollo Cruz kind of locked into it. Obviously everyone else has kind of fallen to the wayside. 
Um, the Revival and the club are still kind of kicking around, so we'll, we'll see what happens with them. But over on SmackDown, we had the opportunity to find a new challenger for the Usos, and the Bludgeon Brothers never even got a shot at it. So the, the whole thing with the Usos right now is, oh, hey, we've got, uh, we've got the belts, we've beat everybody, we beat the New Day, we beat Febreze, you know, we, we beat the Ascension, uh, you know, we've, we've taken on every single team here. So you're thinking, oh, well they haven't beat the Bludgeon brothers and there's a bunch of teams in NXT that they haven't beat. So it's got to be one of those ones, right? Uh, nope. We're just going to go ahead and double down and, you know, have the new day face off against them again. So yeah, the new day win the right to face the Usos for the 11,000th time. And I like, I like the new day for what they are. I like the Usos for what they're doing right now. I don't want to see this feud continue. And it's another face versus face thing, which is, is weird enough as it is. Now, obviously, we've got a little bit of time here to mix it up, and I'm sure this is going to be a triple threat or a fatal four-way tag team tornado match down the line here or whatever the hell they do nowadays. But but right now, if it stays this way, that doesn't that doesn't sell me on wanting to, to watch... Um, the fuck is the next pay-per-view for them uh, in your house? I don't know. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but I hope something else happens because otherwise that's not, that's not great. So, but in other news, we had uh, another standoff between Bobby Roode and Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal got involved. And so we had... Um, Bobby Roode got the better of, uh, of Randy Orton by giving him a glorious DDT and then Jinder Mahal hit him with a Coloss and to, so Jinder could stand tall. And then they announced that Bobby Roode would face Randy Orton at the pay-per-view. So fuck Jinder Mahal. Not sure why this is not a triple threat for, for considering that Jinder got involved here. Um, Again, there's chance. There's a chance that that changes, and of course it's WWE, so that can change in a heartbeat. But uh, it seems like that's the way that they're going to go here: was to have Bobby face off against Jinder and Orton. Instead, we're just going to get Bobby Roode versus Orton, which not enticing to me. So, um, but we, you know, we'll see. I mean, like I said, uh, obviously, you know, next week me and Jason will be talking about. Not only Elimination Chamber, but also the, you know, the upcoming In Your House Beware of Dog. So it's going to be, hopefully we get a little bit more more out of uh, next week's SmackDown in terms of what the actual matches are going to be. Now, <clears throat> we of course know that we've got a Fatal 5-Way for the, the WWE Championship coming up with Sami Zayn's Kevin Owen, Owens, Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, and AJ Styles. And this was kind of the the, the news of the night as well. Uh, AJ and Baron had a, a perfectly acceptable match um, where AJ won. <clears throat> sorry, AJ wound up getting the victory. Uh, then Kevin Owens faced off against Dolph Ziggler, and thanks to Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens was able to uh, decapitate Dolph Ziggler with a kick to the head, thus making it a fatal four-way match at In Your House DX. So. I guess Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are back on each other's side for right now. Sami says that it said in a backstage segment that he would lay down for Kevin when it, when they got everyone else out of the match. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, 
Now, right now, I still think it's AJ and Shinsuke um, for the for the championship at WrestleMania because where else do you really go with it? But personally, I would I would love to see them throw a kink in this and actually have Sammy walk away with the championship, maybe by last eliminating Kevin, um, or at least by you know kind of spinning it off because you can have Kevin and AJ go at it at at Mania and they'd be fine. Um, you could have. Mm, I don't think anyone wants to see Kevin and Dolph um, or Dolph at any kind of match whatsoever um, or Dolph actually, you know, being resurrected from the um, hideous caved in head that he got off of the Kevin Owens super kick. So we'll just kind of leave him dead. And of course, Baron Corbin uh, is just a walking turd and it's, I don't really want to see him in anything either. And yes, it would suck to have AJ lose the title yet again, heading into WrestleMania season here. Um, And I know that everyone is kind of hyped up for, the big new Japan match, but, um, you know, is, is it going to deliver? Uh, we think so, but a lot can happen there. Um, but also, you know, what, is, is there something better that we could see? You know, is Sammy and Shinsuke a better match? Is Kevin Owens and Shinsuke a better match? Um, or do we just take the four of them, get rid of Dolph Ziggler and walking turd Baron Corbin and have a fatal four-way match for the championship? I don't know. There's a lot of options on the table. There's a lot of a lot of really talented guys if you don't count the other two guys in this match. But um, right now, of course, and, and if you're a patron, you know that um, in the most recent episode, a lot of us chose to put AJ and Shinsuke in that main event match anyways. So, um, spoiler alert for you patrons out there. But, you know, go go and become a patron because then you'll get to hear us talk. Uh, I don't think that's 10, but I don't care because I'm going to move on. So we have Elimination Chamber Sunday. And normally this is something that, you know, is much more fun with two people to kind of go back and forth. Like I said, I I have Jason's Jason's picks, but I don't have why he picked these. So, but we'll just go ahead and go through it. So the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship sees... Alexa Bliss put her championship on line against Bailey, Mandy Rose, Mickey James, Sonya Deville, and Sasha Banks. Now, of course, on Raw, we had Sonya and Mandy um, take on Mickey James and Sasha Banks. Um, well, maybe it was Bailey, Mickey James, Sasha Banks against Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and Alexa Bliss. I think was in that match. I think it was all. It was three against three. I don't know. I. <laughs> Look, I, I barely paid attention to Raw. But anyway, so the match ended with Alexa Bliss kind of being face because she helped Mickey James uh, take out Sonya Deville and, and they gave a, um, a double DDT to her where Sonya Deville put her fists into both ladies' crotches, which I greatly enjoyed. Um, so Jason has chosen that Alexa Bliss will retain her championship. And... I'm, I guess I'm going to go on a limb here because as much as I want Alexa Bliss to continue as a champion, as much as it seems like it's going to be Bliss versus Jax at WrestleMania, I'm actually going to say that Sasha Banks wins a championship here. And I'm, I'm going to go, you'll see what I do with the, with the next match as well. But I actually think that this is, this might be a way for them to, put Banks as the headliner for Mania 
or potentially put Banks versus Bliss as the main event for the match in there because I think that's a, a good selling match too. And I don't know that Naya is one that really kind of moves the needle in terms of that the women's championship match there. So the next match would be Asuka versus Nia Jax. Uh, if Jax wins, she'll be added to the Royal Women's Championship match at Mania. If Asuka wins, she gets to choose to face Alexa or Charlotte at Mania, but she also gets that if she loses as well. So here is what I think will happen. Jason thinks that Asuka's going to win and Nia just won't be allowed in the match. But that would mean that Nia Jax doesn't get to face off against Alexa Bliss, or in my case, Sasha Banks at Mania. So what I think is going to happen is Nia Jax is going to win via DQ. I think what's going to happen is that either Asuka goes a little too schizo and winds up, you know, getting disqualified herself, or Alexa Bliss comes in to help her buddy get the the the, uh, the victory here by just cold clocking her in the face. Uh, that way you put Nia Jax against Sasha Banks, in my state, my case, or you put Nia against Alexa and Sasha Banks. I don't know, but I don't know that anyone really wants to see Sasha and Bailey. but I think that this could be a, a nice little way to do it. Because um, like I said, otherwise, you know, if, if you go Jason's route and Asuka wins, then, you know, what's your match at Mania? Do you just go with Bliss, Bliss and Banks and do you just tell Nia to go fuck off? Or do we really get the Alexa Bliss for Nia, versus Giant Nia Jax match? I don't know. But we'll we'll know after after Sunday. So then um, the other match that we have is Woken Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt in a match that nobody cares to see at this point because this feud has gone nowhere. Both me and Jason have chosen Woken Matt Hardy to beat the master of the pin of getting eaten, the eater of pins, Bray Wyatt. I don't have much else to say about that. Uh, they've completely bungled this. Uh, there is still a chance that they, they can turn this around, but uh, it ain't looking good. So we'll see what happens with Matt Hardy. Um, obviously, Bray got the win last time, so we're thinking that both of us are thinking the same thing, that Matt Hardy will get the win, so that way... Um, they can set this up for a feud down, you know, continue the feud, which none of us want to see happen. Um, there is a Ronda Rousey contract signing. Um, Jason, of course, said that the real winner here is Ronda Rousey's bank account. Um, and of course, at a contract signing, um, this almost never goes right. So most likely they're going to set up some kind of feud. I'm saying Stephanie gets involved, um, but we will see. So. The last match that we have is the actual Elimination Chamber match for the number one contender for the Universal Championship because we cannot have our Universal Champion actually be on this show or be present at all for any of this. The competitors in this match uh, coming out first will be The Miz. Um, and then in random order here on out, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, John Cena, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and the last person to enter the chamber will be Elias. And here is yet again where they could easily swerve us. We could easily be fooled into thinking that the plan is still that Roman Reigns gets wins this match in order to go against Brock, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, but they could easily swerve us and have Seth do it, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, obviously, they could have John do it to try to win his 11,000th championship which I don't think they're going to do because it seems like he's kind of got something going on with, with Taker right now. 
Um, Finn Balor, I see no possible way that he wins this. Miz, he's got the IC belt. He's just there to get eliminated by somebody. Um, Elias is, I think, too fresh to have anything really happen with him. So Braun Strowman is the only other one that, that makes logical sense that could potentially win this one, but I still don't see it. So both me and Jason have both chosen Roman Reigns because it's WrestleMania time, and what they want is what they're going to do, and they see a lot of money in Roman Reigns despite the fact that Braun Strowman is more over. They see a lot of money in Roman Reigns despite the fact that Finn Balor is more over. see a lot of money in Roman Reigns despite the fact that Elias is more over. They see more money in Roman Reigns and he's he, the Miz is fine um, he, but he hasn't been at any high level feuds and we, we love the Miz we love what he's doing um, and that's not a knock on him it's, it's just the booking and, and that's the name of the game on this stuff um, but he's, he's in his position because he can elevate the IC belt but he's not he's not a main eventer for a reason um, I would love to see what he does what he would do if he was pushed back to the main event, but I feel like all those years ago um, kind of salted the earth on any, ever, him ever being a main eventer again. So, but who knows? Anything can happen there. Um, so I'm going super fucking short here, and I understand that, but hey, we'll be back to normal next week uh, because I'm going to go right into our indie dates here. <clears throat> this is my professional Indie date voice. The NWL, the National Wrestling League, heads to Shawnee Mission, Kansas on February 23rd, 2008 at the Abdallah Shrine Temple. Doors open at 6.30, showtime at 7 p.m. We will see the spirit of the NWL champion Jeremy Wyatt face off against Eddie Kingston in the main event. Laney Luck and Carolina Rodriguez take on Marty Bell and Savannah Stone in women's tag action. Christian Rose will face the Mile High Magnum Dak Draper. Lionel Howlett battles Fuego del Sol. Friendship Team 9000 battles Friendship Team 9000 battles Top Shelf Entertainment. And Niles Plonk will take on the master of the buddy system, Buddy Shepard. Tickets and future dates available at nwleague.com. This is where Jason would talk about his, but I am here by myself again. Lucky Pro Wrestling presents Homecoming on Saturday, February 24th at the Elks Hall in Clinton, Massachusetts. Tickets for this event are just 50 to... Ooh, shit, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to play Sal's voicemail so he doesn't get mad at me. Uh, tickets for this event are just $15 or four-pack for 50 bucks. I'm doing the math on that. Yep, that makes sense. Okay. Doors up at 6.30 p.m. with a very special champion photo op for the fans in the ring before the event. There is no added fee for this photo, which is a rarity in the wrestling business. Live wrestling will start at 7.30 p.m. The LPW Championship will be on the line as the selfie-made man Vern Vicalo, with Jillian Lee, takes on Kenny Dykstra of the Spirit Squad. LPW Women's Championship will be also be on the line as Adira takes on Rosalie. A special challenge match as Davian will face off against Alicia Edwards. Sweatboy Christopher James with Danica will take on Todd Sopel. The Aristocrats Tom Hawk and Zachary Pierre Boli? Boli? Sorry, buddy. Uh, we'll, we'll face off against Anthony Stone and Riot Kellen Thompson, Thomas. The LPW Take Team Championship is also on the line as the Heat, Elia Markopoulos, and Christian Casanova face off against Anthony Green and Scotty Slade. The LPW Hard Knocks Champion Brickmas Stone will be against Randy Sean 
and Shea Cash will take on Johnny Vegas with Marshall McNeil. Go to luckyprowrestling.com slash lpw-homecoming for more information. Tickets on sale now at the one-stop shop in Clinton, Mass. All right, so sorry for the delay on that, but uh, Sal also has his opinions on who he thinks is walking out of Elimination Chamber the better. Hello, Mr. Troy. Sal, and I'm calling to give you my predictions for this Sunday's Elimination Chamber. A chamber pay-per-view full of five matches on the card. And I'm going to quickly go through them. My predictions are as follows. I think Sheamus and Cesaro retain. I think Bray Wyatt beats Matt Hardy. I think Asuka pins Nia Jax. And this one's going to throw you. I think Sasha Banks walks out of the Elimination Chamber, the Raw Women's Champion. As far as the Men's Chamber, I think it's going to be the big dog, Roman Reigns. Have a good show, man. Talk to you later. Yeah, so Sal doesn't differ that much from us. Um, Obviously, he and I both think Sasha wins it. Um, he's the only one that's picking Bray Wyatt to win. Um, he did say that, you know, Sheamus and the bar would retain. That match hasn't been officially announced yet. Um, and so, and Jason didn't offer his take on it either. Um, if, if they have some kind of tag match, I doubt that Titus Worldwide is winning any kind of championship anytime soon. Um, and obviously he also believes that Roman Reigns will win. Um, and he believes that Asuka will win. So he, he sides with Jason on that one. So, Sorry for the delay on that, buddy, but hey, uh, better late than never, because I actually remember this time. So, uh, But that's kind of the problem when you're you're trying to quickly run through this, so that way um, you still get fans. Um, I, hopefully I'm not losing any fans with this one. Obviously, like I said, Jason will be back next week, so don't unsubscribe to the show. Don't, don't be a dick. ICW Milwaukee returns on uh, February 25th at the La Pica Lounge on 35th and Lincoln in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Doors open at 3.30 p.m. with a 4 p.m. bell time. Ringside and general admission is $15. The Drunk Uncle and ICW present the first ever Bills Mafia death match. That match in question will be for the ICW alternative title as Dysfunction takes on Bobby V with special guest official Neil Stefik. There'll be a ICW Ultimate Tag Team Infinity Gauntlet match as the No Man Movement, Marman, and Jax Defend the title against seven other teams. And those seven teams are as follows. Evil Shadows 2.0, which is Stacy Sh- Shadows and Evil Sierra. High Class Villains, Mo Foley and Rock King. Straight Hatred, Cato and Jack Blackwell. Just Pitbull, Zach McGuire and Jacob Hoffman. AC Riley and Shooter, Scott Marciano. Holy Players, Sean Priest and Jay, Cra- Jay Cash. And Bootcap, Garrison Creed and Vinnie Riot. We will also see the ICW World Heavyweight Championship on the line as the Greek franchise GQ Giannos takes on the plague bringer Marcus Crane. The ICW Midwest title will also be defended as Aesop, the fabled one Aesop Mitchell takes on TW3. And we'll see a number one contenders match for which championship I have no idea as insane Chase McCoy takes on Joey Jet Avalon. And we'll see Mason take on Captain Spicoli. Uh, so head on over. I, I don't have their website on here. I'm sorry about that. 
Um, so yeah, so make sure that uh, you head on over to the Lapika Lounge on 35th and Lincoln on the 25th in order to get your tickets for the only R-rated wrestling promotion in Milwaukee. On Saturday, March 10th, Liberty States Wrestling returns to the John McCarthy Elementary School in Peabody. Already signed for that event, a huge double main event as the fabulously unequaled team of Fabulous Johnny Vegas and the unequaled one Todd Supple would defend their Liberty States Wrestling Tag Team titles against the team of Brett Domino and Deal Hurst. Brick Mastone will then defend the, the Liberty States Wrestling Heavyweight Championship against Retro Anthony Green, a uh, former member or former guest on the Rundown Sitdown. Nico Silva will be on hand to defend his LS... LSW? Sorry, yes. Will defend his LSW No Limits Championship. Also scheduled to appear Seth Ren, Vanity Vixen, Danny Miles, Fox Vineyard, and more. Tickets are just $10 at the door, which open at 6.30 and bell time is 7 p.m. And Bruce City Wrestling returns to the Elks Lodge in Waukesha, Wisconsin on Saturday, March 10th with Shamrock Showdown. First event was historic as a new BCW Heritage Championship was crowned as a Midwest Slayer Stacy Shadows defeated Brandon Blaze. Also, Bruce City Wrestling owner promoter Frankie DeFalco fired the mouth of the Midwest JPS commissioner, naming ROH star Bruce City Beer City Bruiser as the new commissioner. Tickets are now are now on sale with a twenty dollar front row, sixteen dollar advance, and eighteen dollars at the door. Bell time is seven thirty p.m. Doors open at six forty five. Bruce City Wrestling Heritage Championship will be on line again as Stacy Shadows takes on Brandon Blaze in a rematch. If Stacy Shadows wins, JP will be rehired as commissioner, but if Blaze wins, the Beer City Bruiser will stay as commissioner. We also have a special feature as Evil Dysfunction takes on I Am Funnybone. The Bruce City Wrestling Women's Championship will be on line as Blue Phoenix Vanessa Azor takes on the Golden Goddess Lena Oro. Go to BruceCityWrestling1.com for more information. Of course, card is subject to change as we've got another month before or a couple weeks before this event is on. More Fandemonium matches will be announced soon. And finally, Elk Mania Productions will kick off our four-part event series on Saturday, August. Ooh, it almost feels that way, man. April 28th, as a Nightmare on Bow Street will be unleashed at the Beverly Salem's Lodge of Elks in Beverly, Mass. This event is a fundraiser for the Northeast Animal Shelter in Salem, Mass. Um, Dick Lane will get his rematch for Jack Kruger's All-Star title in the main event, and more matches will be announced soon. Tickets are on sale starting March 5th at the Silver Moon Comics and Collectibles in Salem and Paper Asylum in Beverly. Prices are $10 in advance and $12 at the door, and the action begins at 7 p.m. Don't miss out on all the great wrestling action for a great cause. So that does it for the rundown for this Thursday, February 22nd. It has been two weeks since the show was listenable. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email us show at rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail like Sal did. 617-863-6967. That's 61rundown7. Head on over to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling to become a patron. Uh, you can choose from one of two reward levels. The Rundowner, which for $5 a month, gets you at least one patron-only episode of The Rundown each month. Or Rundown Mania, which for $10 a month grants you a guest hosting spot on any of our Rundown Down shows, as well as at least one patron-only episode of The Rundown each month. 
Check out the Slash Sanitarium if you're a fan of horror. Listen to our friends at Kingpin Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett on the wrestling podcast about nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to facebook.com slash the WPAN or the WPAN.com. Check out our friend Justin Michaels on his new show, Yesterland Waltz, on Tough TV. Subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast to hear all of your shows, and to be visited, which will be returning soon. The Rundown Sit-Down, which we hope will be returning soon. Returning soon. WrestleMania Salvation, which we hope will be returning soon. Glow Stick, which we hope will be concluding soon. And the Nitromania Podcast, which seems to be the only podcast consistently on the network. Follow our hosts at jstuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, 0920 on Twitter. Rockstar Troy on Twitter or Taz. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to myself and myself alone. Thanks to everyone who voted for our new logo. And thanks to Jason for the theme song, which I eliminated this week. Next week, we bring you a review of Elimination Chamber. Bye bye.
The Rundown Wrestling Podcast was created by Adam Salzer, and it is produced this week by myself, Troy Bozen, and I also hosted. We are a member of the Questionable Endeavor Network. Check out all of our shows, including the other wrestling shows, the Raw Attitude Podcast and New Blood Rising Podcast, our horror podcast, the Slash Sanitarium and Shadow Rain Podcast, as well as the rest of our shows, Taco Tuesday, Pwn Stars, the Reanimated Podcast, Perilous Pretenders, and sometimes there's Scotch, as well as Nerd Control at questnetwork.com. Tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, hopefully with more voices.